The first episode of the year is always a chance to take a glance backwards and then to take a look forward. We all will know that as product people, that retrospectives are good for thinking about what happened, maybe making taking some learnings, what, celebrating some wins, things like that, seeing if things got better over time, and of course how they can continue to improve. So in this episode, going to take a quick look back, not too too deep because retrospectives are mostly good for the team, and you are not the team, you are the listener, but I think there's a few little things that I can share that will be of interest. So we'll do that quick review back. I want to remind you of some of the episodes that I thought were particularly good or that were particularly popular in the year, and then I'll give you a little bit of insight into what's coming up in the rest of the year starting out. This is Nels Davis, and you're listening to episode 130 of the Secrets of Product Management podcast, and this is our 2022 retrospective and 2023 looking forward episode. So welcome to this episode where we look back and look forward. My first episode in January 2022 was episode 104. Now I'm up to episode 129. So I think I must have done something along the lines of uh, 25 episodes in 2022. So Averaging every week, there were some months where I did not get an episode out, and then I got a lot more consistent toward the end of the year. Hopefully, you noticed that, and, and actually, there were a lot of good outcomes of that. I started the year with roughly 1,000 downloads per month of the podcast, and I don't really know what downloads mean. You know, if you look at the data that I have from my hosting provider, it says, here's the number of downloads you have, but I'm not really sure what those download numbers mean per se. Does that really mean how many people listened and it says that the downloads are people tend to listen to the whole episode. And again, I don't know if that just means that they downloaded it or if they actually actively listen to it. But roughly 1,000 to start the year, roughly 2,000 a month to end the year. So I think that's a good sign of growth. And I really have to thank you, listeners, because this mostly happens via word of mouth. I don't do that much marketing about the podcast. So I appreciate you sharing it with your colleagues and friends. And in fact, if you haven't yet told your colleagues and friends about the podcast, uh, the, a new year is a great opportunity to share it with them, if you find it valuable, of course. A few of the highlight episodes out of the 25, I'll just talk about a few. I had a, several really great interviews. One was with Andy Bowker. That was episode 121 on Build Your Own Product. That's also the title of Andrew's email newsletter, and his advice to anyone trying to get into product management is to build a product themselves to get involved in the build building process. And that in particular involves figuring out a market problem that needs to be solved. And he has a lot of guidance about that. It's a great episode. He's really a fast rising LinkedIn star, at least among the product management segment. And he's really focused on helping would-be product managers get their foot in the door of our amazing discipline. The interview was full of great insights from Andrew and specific tips and techniques for getting that next PM job, especially for people who want to transition into product management. Another great episode was my interview with Joe Maroney. That was episode 106, so back at the beginning of the year, on the smart sales method, which is his sales methodology and the name of his book. You know, I love to talk to salespeople about how product managers and sales can collaborate and synergize. Uh, in episode 100, I had John Simmons on. That was in 2021. He's another great sales leader who I have worked with. And I was introduced to Joe's book by Keith Allen Johns, one of my coaches. 
He's used the approach in multiple businesses, including his own coaching business, which is really exploding right now. So shout out to Keith. Joe's worldview of how companies create value for their clients and the importance of being able to articulate that value in the sales cycle, it really aligns 100% with what I talk about on all the other episodes of this show. So we were very aligned and it was a really fun talk. He has specific ideas about how much value product managers can bring to the sales process. And he shared several action steps that product managers can take to help ensure the success of the sales organization in selling their products. And of course, you can have the best product in the world. And best doesn't mean anything if no one buys it. Because having your product sell successfully is like, that's what it means to have a successful product. And really, it, it goes back to what it means to be best as well. I had JJ Rory on on episode 98. Well, that was 2021. So I'm just going to mention her though on the five immutable truths of great product managers. And I was also on her podcast. So like many of us, JJ transitioned into product management from a non-technical role. In her case, it was sales and marketing. And then since that initial transition, JJ moved up in responsibility in product management leadership. And then for the last six or seven years, she's been consulting, training, and advising product managers. And over the course of all those years, she learned a lot of things about what makes a great product manager. And the book that she came out with last year, The Five Immutable Truths of Great Product Managers, shares her learnings on what the five characteristics are of all the great product managers that she's worked with. I also want to mention a few solo episodes. As I say, there were quite a few. But one of them that was very popular was episode 123, which I called Value Proposition Considered Problematic? Question mark. Um, about what I think is one of the most important tools that we have as product managers, which is the value proposition. It's essentially tells people why our product is good and why it's a better choice for them than their other opportunities. Episode 116 was the impact of getting better at product management, and that was really about the business impact of having better product management, of improving the product management function within your organization, and how that comes back in terms, in particular, of being successful at selling your product. Because, again, what does it mean to be a great product manager? It means to have a successful product. What does it mean to have a successful product? Well, it has to sell. And then episode 111, strategic product management. One of the things product managers and product management leaders always talk about is how they would like to be more strategic. And so episode 111 is all about how to be more strategic, even in situations where the strategy, the business strategy, the corporate strategy, the product strategy has not been well articulated. And so you have to kind of infer it or backform it in a sense. So t three great episodes, 123, 116 and 111. Of course, there were a lot more great episodes. I talked about strengths and strengths finder and aptitudes and things like that, one of my favorite topics. I had on Mehmet Baha to talk about psychological safety, a few other great interviews as well that you can go back and check out. And you just go to secretsofpm.com and there's the list of all the episodes. And you can search for things like storytelling in the search box to find all the episodes I have about storytelling, which is a lot. So I did several episodes, of course, about storytelling as well. So that's a look back at 2022. Let's look forward to 2023. So I've got a couple different things to talk about here. One of them is I've, I'm trying to think of themes or kind of words that I want to focus on for 2023. One of them is going to be abundance. 
I think it's very important for product managers and all of us actually really to think in terms of abundance as opposed to scarcity. You know, everything that we do, by doing it, we're not taking away from other people's ability to do things. You know, there's rooms for there's room for lots and lots of successful products in the market. Obviously, your competitors you don't wish abundance for necessarily. But even in that case, you know, in many markets, you know, the the competitors are all slightly different and maybe serve slightly different needs within the market. So there's even even within that obviously scarce domain, which is I need to compete with someone for the business of a prospect. You can still think about abundance in that category, in that case. But anyway, in terms of the podcast, abundance means more of everything. In particular, more episodes. I have been feeling good about getting episodes out much more regularly after the long periods where they did not come out regular. Hopefully that's been good for you as well. Hopefully you are enjoying the fact that there's an episode every week or nearly every week and you're getting something of value out of the podcast. But I also want to do, I'm going to be doing some other things in addition to the podcast that are related. And that relates to my, to another word that I'm using for myself for this year, which is boldness, which to me means taking action even without certainty. So I talk about the fact that as product managers, we live on the edge of uncertainty. That's been the subject of several podcast episodes. And the fact is that I am sometimes waiting to be sure of doing something, of how something will work before I do it. And obviously that's a human foible, but my goal this year is to be more bold about taking action on things. And in particular, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about a, a particular thing that I want to add, and it's it comes under both abundance and boldness, and I'll talk about that in a few minutes. The third big word for me this year is systems. I talked about this last year in my retrospective as well, and I keep talking about it. And this is both for myself and for my podcast. There's this, this idea that you can have goals to achieve things, and you have a goal, you can work to achieve that. But what a lot of people suggest is instead of having goals is to put in place systems that if you work the systems, you achieve the goals and you achieve other things as well. And that it's easier to manage adhering to a system than it is to manage trying to achieve a goal. And But the outcome may be very similar. I think I have a podcast episode about this at some point again. So for myself, I have several, you know, they're not, nothing surprising about the systems that I want in place for myself related to fitness and related to health and related to things like that. But then there's the systems for the podcast itself. And so one of the things that I want to figure out for myself, and I believe it'll be good for you as well, is a more systematic way of coming up with content ideas. And then of course the content itself, I kind of have a haphazard way of coming up with content. I'd like it to be more systematic. But I also have reviewed a lot of the systems that people suggest using, and they're not really good enough for the level of quality that I need for this product management podcast to give you the best value. So that's going to continue to be a challenge, and I have some ideas about how to address that. You know, one hope is that as the podcast grows, I'll get more direct engagement from you. And this is my shout out to you individually, the, the person who is actually listening to this episode and has this podcast in their ears, if you have any ideas for me, you can reach out to me and let me know and give me some feedback or tell me about something you'd like to hear about. And as the podcast grows, I feel like in general, we're going to get to the point where we can support more of a community. And so then the next thing I wanted to talk about was the community. So there is a site 
for the show community. It's called secretsofpm.com slash community. And that takes you to a third-party site where I've set up a community. It's very low traffic so far, but I want to continue to add to that. You can leave a comment or a question there. There's a widget there to leave voice feedback. So if you're like on your phone and you don't want to type in a long comment, you can just talk to them, talk to it to me, you know, using this little widget. And I'd love to hear your ideas, as I say, for show episodes or your feedback on episodes that have happened in the past. And finally, a new thing that I'm going to start later in January, which is a weekly live meetup. I don't have this fully fleshed out yet. I have to figure out what platform I'm going to use. But I'm going to be bold and just say it's going to happen. And I'm hoping to get it started, not this Friday, but a week from Friday. That's the, the 13th of January. So Friday the 13th, an auspicious day, of course. So my current plan is to have it on Friday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific time, which is 11 a.m. East Coast time. And in England, that's 4 p.m. In Germany, it's 5 p.m. So there's no great time, of course, to have it for people around the world. And I guess in India, it's either 8.30 p.m. or 7.30 p.m. I'm not sure which. But the point is, there it will get started. And you can go to this URL, secretsofpm.com slash meetup, and there will be information there. Probably it will require a sign-up, but the, but the meetup will be free, but I need to have a little bit of control over how many folks are joining. So secretsofpm.com slash meetup, and what will be there, and it's not there yet as I'm recording this, but hopefully within a day or two, there will be a place to sign up and get your name on the list to find out when, where this webinar will, or where this meetup will be, the URL to join it, all that kind of stuff. So that'll either redirect to the meeting directly or to a small sign-up page. And I have to figure that all out in the next few days. So my tentative plan for this meetup is to do, on a weekly basis, one of the following types of content or types of event. A mastermind. I don't know if you've participated in masterminds. I've participated in several. They're really fantastic. Somebody joins the group with an issue or a problem that they need to help. They need some help thinking through or getting some ideas on how to solve. And there's a very specific structure that we use to invest, to, to determine the sort of parameters of this issue. And then people are able to give ideas for how the person might solve the issue. Really powerful format that I will share with you. And not only will you be able to participate in helping other people in the mastermind, but it's a technique that you can take back to your own company or to whatever group you're in to really get to the roots of problems and to come up with great solutions, really great technique. So mastermind approximately once a month. I don't think that these will be necessarily scheduled. You know, the first week, the first show uh, meetup of the month is a mastermind. Uh, I also want to do a lean coffee. This is a sort of an unconference version of, of a meeting. So basically the first few minutes of a lean coffee are the attendees coming up with some ideas for topics to talk about then everybody votes on the topics, and then we, based on the votes, we have a discussion about the various topics. This can be very fun, very dynamic, and uh, I do this at work with the product management team at work, and it has been very popular there. Once a month, I think we might have a training or kind of a some kind of a lesson or a course or a class or something, and that can either be me or potentially a guest, but I have lots of things that I can help people with, like how to tell a story or how to make your presentation better. You know, all the things that I talk about all the time. And then once a month, I thought we'd probably have an AMA or just an open discussion. So again, 
that's tentatively what I'm thinking about. And of course, there might be a possibility of guests as well for this weekly meetup, Friday mornings at 8 a.m. Go to secretsofpm.com slash meetup, and there will be a place to sign up and some more information. This will be a free event unless it gets really out of hand, which I don't really expect. And I will host it probably on Zoom unless I find something better. I'll have to look into technologies for that. But again, the, the URL you go to doesn't depend on that yet. And I will also be adding a paid version of this. It won't be the same meetup. It'll be a different meetup for a smaller group of people that will be a little more focused, a little more focused on specifically training people and things like that. And I will talk more about that as I get that figured out together. Okay, finally, some topics that I'm noodling on for future episodes of the podcast. And again, I'd love your input. What do you want me to cover that I haven't covered or go into more deeply than I already have? Or if you just want me to reprise a topic that I've already covered and either with my latest thinking or with new ideas about the same topic, let me know. And you know all the ways to contact me. But one of the topics that I'm noodling on, I'll probably do this pretty soon, is the question of what is value. Now, Saeed Khan, he's one of the product management thinkers who I follow, and uh, he posted this question on LinkedIn a few months ago, and it's really kind of stuck in my head. You know, we all say that we're creating value, that that's what our job is as product managers, but what does it actually mean, and what is it that we do that contributes to value, and how do we prove it? Now, I think that there's interesting and compelling ways to think about value, ranging from kind of useful metaphors about value. So things like, what is it that makes a house valuable? And how is that similar to what makes a software product valuable? I love using metaphors like that. So people build houses and they build them for a certain amount of money. They sell them for more. Why? What is it that creates that difference, which is in some sense the value of that house? Another thing to think about value is how do you measure it? What are the metrics about value? I mean, obviously one is how much something costs or what the profitability of something is, but maybe there's other ways as well. And then how do we talk about value to customers and stakeholders? You know, how does it appear on a roadmap, for example, or in a user story or feature specification or in a demo? How do you show the value in a demo? How do you show a prospect that they will get value from your thing? And are we doing that right? And are there better ways to do it? I'm going to do an episode on pricing. This is something I don't know anything about personally, aside from what I call the value inequality. And I have a couple of episodes that I did several years ago, and I reran them this year about the value inequality. The value inequality basically is a, it's like an equation. It's like a math thing that says that the value your customer gets from your product needs to be a lot higher than the price that they pay plus the costs of the risks that they take by buying it, like that it won't actually deliver the value. So again, we get come back to value again. So episodes 125 and 126 are the reruns on the value and equality if you want to re-listen to those. It's really one of my very favorite mental models, and it's one that I came up with. I don't see other people with that same mental model about this value and equality. I think it's really powerful, though. So anyway, I'm going to get a pricing expert on. And I'm sure I'll learn a lot, and I think you will too as you listen, and we'll learn about how a real pricing expert, for example, thinks about the pricing, the value and equality, and whether they think it makes any sense, and all the other things that we can talk about in terms of pricing. So I'm sure I'll be doing more episodes on storytelling and go-to-market and persuasion and influence, working with your developers, customer discovery, all those things, things you've heard on the show already, 
but which can always stand to be discussed more with sort of new techniques and ideas. And along those lines, I actually already have a rec an interview recorded with an expert on how product managers should work with developers. So I'll be publishing that probably later on this month in January. We're waiting on her team to have a little download that people can access when they listen to the show. I think that's ready now. You can see, though, those are my challenges with the content and why I'm asking you for your suggestions and why I need a system, because that's essentially four episodes worth of content that I just mentioned, maybe five or six. But it's not 52. And so that's I need some help with 52 episodes. <laughs> and again, I really love to get your feedback on that. So I've shared some of my hopes and aspirations for 2023, and hopefully you're looking forward to some of the things that I talked about. So I can check in a few times during the year to see how I'm doing, right? I'm going to go revisit this, this list, the script of this podcast episode, to see how I'm coming along in terms of my goals that I mentioned. And at the end of the year, of course, we'll do a little bit of a retrospective as well. And it'll be very interesting to see at the end of 2023, how many of the things that I mentioned have happened, what kind of systems I have in place, whether I've actually done an episode on what does value mean. Of course, I will have done. And now it's your turn. I'd love to hear about any hopes or aspirations that you have for 2023 related to either being a product manager or what you can learn about on this show or whatever it might be. And definitely feel free to leave a comment on the show page which is secretsofpm.com slash 130 with your ideas and your feedback on 2022 and on your hopes and dreams for 2023. I'd love to hear that. This has been the Secrets of Product Management podcast with me, Nels Davis, episode 130. I hope you've had a fun time listening to this short talk about what happened, what's going to happen, and I look forward to another year of bringing the Secrets of Product Management to you every week. Until next time, this is Nels Davis. Bye-bye.